Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSR HealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to Mary Ann Live. Mary Ann Camarado, I'm so glad you're here. If you are joining us again and again and again, you kind of know the drill here, but for those of you joining us for the first time, what we do at the top of the hour is I'm going to tell you a little bit about our guests, but not before we together create a practice, deepen our practice, get involved in our practice, practice being awake. <laughs> Part of the way, because it takes really basically our whole lives to awaken and then we die and we <laughs> do it all over again. At least that's what I hear. But, you know, it's, it's the way we, we like to roll here at Marianne Live. We'd love to help you cultivate a practice because it's only part of the deal to gather information, isn't it? Think about this. You've got all this great information, but then when we embody it, we can actually move through the world in a different way, in ways that serve you, each other, and the rest of the world. So practice, I have found, helps us create that link, and a lot of us have come to that realization. So we'd love to support you in uh, your practice, developing, cultivating, expanding, deepening your practice. And um, before we get to getting here, let me let you know, for those of you who are wondering, Virginia Bally, yep, she's here. She's with us today. She's written a book called Midlife is Not a Crisis, and we're going to be using astrology to thrive in the second half of life, which is the tagline of her book. So you're in the right place. But let's get here. Let's arrive. If you're already working on that, you're finding your breath because you know what we do here. Keep breathing in and out for the rest of us. Just notice where your breath is breathing you in your body, bringing awareness to the quality of your breath. There's nothing necessarily to do about it, just noticing as the entry point. Even noticing if you take a little bit deeper breath or if your breath just starts to settle some. You might notice where your breath is in your body and just settling some more or coming more present. We're always, or well, most often, many of us are juggling so many things in life. And so pausing, just finding ourselves and our breath is a great way to get present and to receive the presence of whatever or whomever is in our presence at that time. Our neuropsychology is set up to be in relationship with the present moment most optimally. So we're just helping it out, helping it do what it does when we're conscious and aware. So allowing that breath to expand and enjoying the sound of your own breath as we turn our attention to our next part of our practice, which is cultivating a perspective of gratitude. Yes, some of us are groaning. Ah, I don't feel very grateful right now. I'm upset. I've got so much going on. You know, whatever, whatever's happening. 
again, just noticing what arises when you think about gratitude. Some of you have already leapt through the portal and you're making your list, and good for you. What a wonderful place to be. For those of us who are struggling a little bit with gratitude today, let me offer you a lifeline and suggest that you contemplate who has helped you do what it is that you're doing right now so you can do it. Maybe the food in your belly, the clothes you're wearing, any comfort that you've cultivated, anything that you notice about yourself. Just see who else has been involved in that and see if you can start to turn your attention towards that gratitude. And go ahead and let that expand. I'm going to go down our list of folks who make this program possible that we are so grateful for again and again. Our uh, honorary sponsor at the global level is the One World Children's Fund. Org. If you're online, check them out. They are uniting people to improve, to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. Um, at the national level, we're sponsored by the National Action Organization, committed to changing the way our culture values each other. N-A-C-T-I-O-N.org. Check them out online for more information. And at the local level, the uh, Open Ticker Bookstore in San Rafael, California. They've got the latest in meditation and revelation. And very likely you will find our guest, her book there, Virginia Bell, uh, who's written a book called Midlife is Not a Crisis, who's joining us today. She's, her book uses astrology to thrive in the second half of life. And we're going to be talking about that this hour. So we're breathing, experiencing gratitude, even the itsiest, bitsiest little bit. You can just let that expand some as I start to tell you a little bit about our guest today. Uh, Virginia Bell has been a full-time astrologer since the 1990s, and she currently writes a horoscope column and celebrity profiles for the CBS magazine Watch. She's a regular contributor to the Huffington Post and is her astrology columns for magazines including TV Guide and U.S. Weekly. She's got her sun and moon in Taurus and Virgo rising. For those of you who are astrology geeks like me, that's exciting. For the rest of you who are like, hmm, I, I want to know more about astrology, and then the rest of you are like, midlife crisis, ah, help me. You're, you're all in the right place today. And, Virginia, we're so glad you're here because you say we're aging differently from the way we did in the past, and we're not only living longer, we're staying healthy and vital longer and you, your book is telling us that we can grow and prosper at any age now and that midlife is not a crisis. And your book combines astrology, inspiration, and wisdom about aging to empower us to live more fully in this second half of life. And we're so glad you're here to help us understand this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marianne. I'm happy to be here. Of course. This is a, you know, the, the social memes around uh, midlife are, are quite prominent. Let's start there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and I think in the world when we say midlife, I mean people associate that at, at any age, 40, 50, whatever. Astrologically, midlife um, is in the late 30s, but peaks in the early 40s. And these generational cycles that I write about, um, they are the cycles that we all share at the same age. Like as you probably know, the Saturn return at 29, midlife, early, you know, late 30s, early 40s, the Chiron return around 50, and so forth. But midlife is the biggie. Midlife is uh, probably the most powerful because, um, for one thing, it starts in the late 30s and goes to the mid 40s. Mm. And 
and it involves not just one planet like Saturn at the Saturn return, which, believe me, is no, you know, day at the beach, Saturn, but it involves, you know, Pluto, Uranus, um, Neptune, and Saturn. And, you know, the, the bad news is, yes, it is, um, you know, things happen. The good news is we transform. Yeah, well, this is interesting because so many people, when I was, I don't know, I had my first astrology reading at 18, and I was told for years that Saturn, the Saturn return happened at 60 years old. Well, you're not wrong. It, there's a Saturn return. Uh, Saturn takes 29 years to go all the way around. Okay. So around 29, we have our Saturn return, our Saturn birthday. Like every year we have a solar return. Okay. The sun, the solar, comes all the way around. So... At 58, we have the second Saturn return. Okay. So yeah. I just uh, had half the story. Yeah, those of exactly. You were, like nodding your head. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit more um, about what it, what it actually means, Virginia. What is Saturn and what does the return actually mean? Okay. So Saturn doesn't have a, a sexy reputation like Jupiter, which, you know, is associated with good luck and faith and, you know, opportunity. Saturn, I call it the Dr. Phil of planets. How's it working for you, you know? Saturn isn't bad. I mean, Jupiter, you know, is, you know, has a big PR, you know, it's like uh, kale, so to speak, as a pro. Brussels sprouts. It needs a new PR person. But, see, we can't do anything without Saturn. Jupiter is great. You know, bigger is better Jupiter, but Jupiter can be exaggeration, overextension, bad judgment, you know, on the spectrum, so to speak. And Saturn is important because Saturn, you know, is that planet that allows us to do gladly what we don't want to do, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so at our first Saturn return, Saturn, that planet of reality, responsibility, comes back to where it was at birth. And something shifts. Now, that's age 29. And you could say, well, there are people having huge careers and, you know, raising families, you know, but something, it's different, you know. Uh, you know, in your 20s, you can be saving lives in an emergency room or, you know, making millions of dollars on Wall Street, but on some level, we're quote unquote still living with our parents, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We, we're not quite an adult. And something shifts at the Saturn return. Um, if we're doing it right, we take on a big challenge mm-hmm. and we grow in the process. You know, whether it is, um, you know, going back to school or committing to a relationship or opening our own business. Uh, you know, you look at any celebrity or friend at that age and something shifted that's when Oprah got her big break in um, Chicago uh, you know oftentimes it brings a mentor uh, for, for Carl Jung it was uh, Freud for Jerry Seinfeld it was um, the, who's uh, Johnny Carson you know Georgia O'Keeffe moved uh, to New York she had a few small paintings in that show uh, curated by Alfred Steiglitz that was the beginning of her career, and she ended up marrying Steiglitz. So it's something shifts at our Saturn return. Uh, we yeah. become an adult. And someone, even if like Celine Delon had a huge career, but she wanted to get pregnant. So she had to put the career on hold at 29. Saturn often asks us to sacrifice, not to give up our dream, but to make it real. Sometimes we have to... Um, 
you know, let go of something else. Right. Well, here's the thing you say in your book, Virginia, that I like. It's sometimes it's more subtle than yeah. that. So not all of us are going to have these giant aha I can point to what happened. It'll be in hindsight, yes. right, that we look back and go, oh, my gosh. That's what I was working on, and it was Mm -hmm. just a lot. And maybe my conscious, you know, my unconscious was just starting to churn. Yes, I mean, for many people, it's it's not you know uh, classy or you know uh, on the red carpet. We begin something. That's the key. We just begin to something. You know, you go back to school. You begin that process. It takes several years. I mean, um, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda. He began reading that book around his Saturn return. It may have been before his Saturn return, but, you know, it took time for that to marinate. But it's important, yeah, you you begin something. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be all flashy and uh, high profile. Not at all. And then Saturn is usually enduring, right? Yes. Whatever's happening there isn't like a a flash. No. like a transient thing. That's why I was saying if it's more subtle, it sometimes can grow and develop and deepen, but the seed in the yes. Saturn return is either planted or known yes. in some way, right? Yeah, you're laying down a foundation, yeah, basically. No pressure, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, in my book I had, you know, that uh, example of Julie Julia, the movie that young woman was working at in an office and she ended up, deciding, you know, frustrated, deciding to every night to do one recipe from Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking, you know. She wasn't looking for a book deal. She wasn't looking for fame. She was just ready to do something and needed a challenge. Um, You know, so, yeah, so basically uh, laying down some kind of uh, foundation where we're, we're planting seeds for the future. Mm-hmm. So let's, let me ask you a personal question. Yeah. What, what was going on for you during well, your Well, for Saturday me, oh, turn? honey, I was, I was <laughs> drifting <laughs> and dreaming, living, living in Europe in the 60s, trying to, mm-hmm. you know, work in films. I, I didn't have a clue as to who I was or what I wanted, and mm-hmm. I came back to the States, and um, I was actually working for a film company as a story editor and screenwriter, but it was connected to my boyfriend at the time, and... And uh, I thought, could I really do anything on my own? Mm-hmm. What have I done, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with two things, which were it was exercise and food. And I ended up opening a restaurant with no experience uh, and uh, very little money. But I had um, I, I had a vision. At that time in the 70s, there were macrobiotic restaurants here in New York City. And the food to me was not sexy, was not interesting. And I wanted to make natural food that was exciting and juicy. And I had this vision, and uh, I did it. I thought, well, I'll do this for a few months and then get on with my life. Right. You know, how hard could it be opening a restaurant in New York City? But, <laughs> That's hilarious. But you know what? It, it lasted, and I grew up. I'm telling you, that was like, it was like Est on steroids at yeah. the wow. you know, workshop. You know, it was like, it was uh, the best therapy I ever had. And people said, how could you, you know, used to you going to film festivals, you had this colorful life, and now now you're schlepping wet garbage and doing double shifts. But for me, I worked hard. I grew. I, I, it, it was the best thing I ever did. So that, thank you for sharing that. And you really did highlight, uh, as you say in your book, one of the 
uh, really important points about Saturn. It, it, it's about work. It's about yeah. what we're committed to. And, and, and it's not, it's, it's sort of like, well, I'll let you talk about Saturn and all of the Saturn. No, but, means, you, but yeah, no, no, you get it. I mean, uh, it really is. And uh, sometimes it can be, you know, um, committing to a, a, a relationship or, you know, raising a family. But, again, every, it's the challenges that, um, help us grow, you know, like we say in New York, you know, being a mensch, which is like a stand-up person, you know. And, and in a sense, Saturn, if we're doing it right, we take on something hard, and we learn, we grow, we get skills, we get wise. Yeah, I love that. Uh, one of the other things I love about your book, and by the way, if you're just joining us, if you're tuning in, Virginia Bell is with us. She's written a book, Midlife is Not a Crisis, Using Astrology to, Thri- to Thrive in the Second Half of Life. Virginia is an astrologer, and she's written a, just a gorgeous book um, about the influence of Saturn in, in our midlife and, and turning it around, turning that old story about midlife as a crisis into a real growth cycle and understanding it. And right now we're talking about Saturn, the planet, and we're going to go through some of the cycles and so forth. Um, but in terms of Saturn and what Saturn represents, you've definitely um, given us a peek into um, the Saturn um, aspect. Um, let, let's just review before we move on sort of what Saturn stands for, and um, then we'll move through sort of the cycles. Well, uh, Saturn is, you know, the lesson of Saturn is that life is a lesson. And, uh, you know, that we grow in the process. Saturn is all about reality, responsibility, self-discipline, good boundaries. Again, not sexy qualities, but necessary ones. Those are, you know, Saturn's like our coach. It's like our AA sponsor, you know. It is a person that pushes us. And we sometimes we rebel, we hate it, but we hang in there. And we learn, we grow, we evolve. Okay. So it's... It's big. It's not a yeah. small thing. Some people, no. some people liken it to the archetype of the father. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you, when dad comes home, everybody runs. For the hills, you know? <laughs> not always, but it's no. archetypally the the sort of the the strong uh, masculine uh, father. It's energy. called the elder. Yeah. Saturn is is referred to as the elder. I love yes. it. So when Saturn's in town, you're just it's going to happen. And 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 you even talk about in the book. You can resist all you want. It just makes it worse. You might yeah. as well just face it. And I love that your book really helps us do that. It helps us understand where it is aspected in our chart mm-hmm. um, and how to uh, piece out, piece out. For, for those of you who understand astrology, even uh, vaguely, our charts are very complex. Yeah. There's our sun sign, our rising sun, all of that. But Saturn and its aspect is what we're talking about here and as it relates to the midlife crisis that we're going through. So, uh, well, as what we used to see as a midlife crisis, and now we're reframing that. Yeah. All right. So, Virginia, let's say, okay, folks are like, okay, I get it's a big deal, and I get, I get that I get it. It's, it's 29 for a few years and then again in my 60s. Okay, so, and, and it lasts for a couple of years? Is that how long it lasts? Well, yeah, sat, well, basically, you know, you're beginning a Saturn cycle. The Saturn return, yes, it happens over a couple of years. Saturn is in a sign for about two, two and a half years, so it affects, you know, that is sort of like, that's when you commit to, say, going into the Army or going back to school, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and then you're building on that. Right. But, it, but yes, you're, um, it, it's, it's, 
strong for a couple of years, but then, you know, so you hopefully you're internalizing that. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about where Saturn is for, you know, different people and how that works. So just sort of uh, as a review, even if you're an at astrology, when we come back, we're going to talk about that and what you can expect when Saturn lands wherever it does in your midlife. We're going to be right back right after these messages right here on Marian Live with Virginia Bell. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce yet? We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Okay, so you have a couple of days off, and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries, for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights, and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody, we're back. All you astrology lovers and people who want to know more about astrology and the rest of you who are like... Help, midlife, I don't understand what's going on. Don't worry, Virginia Bell says it's not a crisis. It's a learning experience and one that, you know, pretty much we can't do anything about. So we might as well learn about it and learn how to navigate. Uh, Isn't that right, Virginia? Yeah, absolutely. Go with it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so let's talk about just on that note before we get into how we know where Saturn is for each of us. What happens if we are not conscious? of uh, where Saturn is. Is that when it becomes a crisis? 
Well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, we, we could still be doing the work without, you know, looking at it from a, an astrological point of view, you know. Mm-hmm. But it does help to know that, where it is and when it's coming around, for sure, because it's more information. Right. And, you know, as uh, Buckminster Fuller says, you can't learn less. Mm-hmm. So why not, <laughs> you know? That's funny. <laughs> I love it. All right, so uh, let me ask you this then. Are some people um, going to have a, um, I don't know, maybe a more gentle passage than others, and and why? Well, that depends on the individual chart. Like I mentioned before, Marianne, all of these cycles we share at the same age. Okay. So, but that Saturn is in a different sign. It's not, or actually you would share the sign with people of your age, of course, but it's in a different part of the chart. And it's connected to certain planets or angles. Say if you were born with Saturn, like Saturn conjunct the sun. I think Jimmy Carter was, so, or at least in the same sign. So when Saturn comes back to itself, it's coming back to your sun. So that's sort of a double that you were, if you were born with Saturn conjunct the sun, then you're already a person that is responsible and highly disciplined and very ambitious. So, you know, your Saturn return coming to the sun would, would um, sort of amplify that. Okay. You see. So it depends where it is and what planets it's traveling with in your chart. All right. So how do we find that out? Obviously, we need to get uh, an astrology chart of our own. Well, that's easy these days. That's why I always say astrology has never been more popular because people now know their rising sign, their moon. This was not true years ago because the Internet, you just type in and Google um, free astrology chart and you will get you know, these um, websites that you just type in your birthday, your time, and up will pop a chart. And with also some information, it's general, but you'll get, you know, you'll find out where, you know, all your, the planets are in your chart and you, the, uh, what your rising sign is. And often many of them give, um, you know, have explanations. Got it. Okay. So that's great. All right. So you... Uh, created a, a whole section of your book on the cycles of the Saturn return, and we've talked about some of them um, already, um, but let's talk a little bit about um, some of the lesser-known uh, aspects and cycles that, okay. that Saturn moves through. Well, Saturn is, you know, there's a Saturn return at 29, and then, of course, the Saturn return at 58. But Saturn also, because it takes 29 years to go all the way around, every seven years it does make a relationship to itself, a square. For instance, around 36, uh, it it makes a square to itself. And then again, at um, seven years later, it makes an opposition, then a closing square, and then we're back to the Saturn return. And that's always a time. It's a Saturn time. It's like a mini Saturn time to refine, readjust. Here's me. Here's my life. How's it working? Fine-tuning, you see. So somebody begins something at their Saturn return at 29. Maybe they get married or they start a business, so to speak, and... Okay, what's going to happen at, at 36? 
you know, maybe um, it's not working. It, you need, it needs to uh, go back to the drawing board. Or maybe you have some big success. I mean, Gloria Steinem began her career at, you know, she had a career, but became famous at uh, her Saturn return. At, at her the Saturn Square, she was on the cover of Newsweek, and she was, uh, you know, the the poster woman for, you know, the movement. Uh, but she also was very difficult. She was afraid to speak in public. Mm. And so she had to figure out how to do that. She canceled many of um, events because of just panic. And so she decided she would uh, connect with another person, and they would speak together, and that helped her. Mm. She was also, you know, got a lot of negative press, especially from other activists, women activists. So it was not an easy time, but it was a time of adjustment. Mm. So every seven years we do have to make adjustments. And then Saturn, too, is, you know, that, that opposition that comes uh, in, around 44, that is also part of midlife. So Saturn's always around mm. Mm. somewhere. Got it. And not that we're all, it's always hardship, not at all, but, you know, things happen. You know, they. You know, even if someone's successful, then you have new problems. Even if you have a best-selling book or something, then you have the. That creates problems in a sense or challenges. You know. Yeah. Learning to speak on, um, you know, to public speaking and what what is the book? What's the next book you're going to write? Or you know. Exactly. Well, you say in your book that Saturn is the karmic classroom and uh, the playing field in which we're tested and pushed to our limits. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be good. Let's, let's review where Saturn is in the signs for folks. So if you've got your chart nearby, pull it out, or, or you might want to make some notes and certainly want to pick up a copy of Virginia Bell's book. But um, can we go through the signs and just generally talk about Saturn being in that sign? And how does that work? You know, how do people know if Saturn well, is in Aries? And well, then they have to have to find their chart online. They okay. would need to do that. But I'll say about this about Saturn: uh, where we have Saturn in our birth chart, we're a slow learner. Saturn gets better as we get as we get older. As Saturn being that elder, so. In the beginning of our life, often Saturn is, can show, that's where we're weak. That's where we're often stuck. It, where we have Saturn is not where we, uh, it doesn't come naturally. All right, well, let's use me as an example, just because we were talking about this earlier. I've got okay. Saturn in my first house in Aquarius. Yeah, and that's a strong Saturn because anything in the first house is very visible. It's very much felt. And so people born with Saturn in the first house, like Jimmy Carter, Carl, Carl Jung, um, they, these are hardworking people. You but grew up, uh, you know, with some responsibility. So how how did back to your point though about how is this showing up as you're a slow learner? How would this have showed up for me, for example, for people to follow as sort of a weakness that ultimately gets stronger as I got older? Well, you you start off perhaps with a lot of responsibility, and you actually get younger and more free, and freer as you get older. Nice. Yeah. Saturn, get, you know, oftentimes Saturn, it's like, you know, it, it is like, uh, who's it, Scott Hamilton, who's uh, ice, the famous ice skater whose ankles were weak. His mother, you know, uh, gave him ice skating lessons and to improve the ankles, and he ended up being a skier, a, a, you know, a famous skater. But it didn't necessarily come naturally. Got it. All right. So starting out with all kinds of trials and tribulations, yeah. trying to develop this muscle 
or this part, right? Yeah, we develop it, and it actually supports us later on. We get back after the break. We're going to go through the signs and where Saturn is, and get your chart. Pull it out. Go online. Get a free chart and follow along. If not, get a copy of Virginia Bell's book during the break, Midlife is Not a Crisis. We'll be right back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Shh. Over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 on car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I don't know. I can hear that clicking going on. People are online. Where is my Saturn? Oh, my God. What's happening? I knew something was going on. One of my younger siblings is actually in her Saturn return right now, and Oh, my goodness. It has just been a two-year journey, wild and wonderful. And, and sometimes just knowing you're in a Saturn return yeah. lets you pause, right, Virginia? Mm-hmm. You go, oh, that's what's going on. Oh, my God. Yeah, it gives you perspective, you know. I'm not crazy. Oh, I'm, this is supposed to be happening. <laughs> that's exactly right. Would you be so kind as to take us through the signs and Saturn in the different signs uh, and just, just briefly talk about how that might affect you and your sun sign is that how it goes well it would affect it would we don't know where the sun sign is but we yeah we would know where the saturn is if saturn for instance is is in aries well you know saturn in aries saturn aries likes to go you know aries is uh, you live you don't live with aries you live around them you know aries (laughs) has energy they're fierce saturn saturn with saturn in aries um you know, the, they, uh, people with Saturn and Aries have to learn to pace themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, that can really be helpful because when you combine Saturn's self-discipline with Aries' uh, fire, uh, then, then you have um, someone who is in there for the long haul. 
I've got it. I love in your book you talk about where the Saturn Saturn is aspected. You have your greatest fear, yet you need to learn the gifts and examples. So when you get a copy of the book, don't worry, it's all in here. We're just going to go over, just brush over. So so Saturn and Taurus, for example, these people are. Oftentimes, you know, because Saturn's where we have a fear, and so sometimes people with Saturn and Taurus is a fear of um, of being poor, and sometimes like, or if Saturn is in the second house, the house of um, Taurus, you know, like uh, Princess Diana, it, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, you could be wealthy but ignored. Mm-hmm. But Saturn and Taurus people are very generous mm-hmm. and uh, with their money, with their time. And again, you know, that gets better with age. Uh, Saturn in Gemini, there is often a fear of not being able to communicate. Maybe in childhood they were not allowed to speak. But or, you know, express themselves, rather. But when you combine Saturn's discipline with Gemini's ability to communicate later in life, that adds a steadiness mm-hmm. to the communication. Mm-hmm. You see, in a way, where we have Saturn is we have a gift, but we have to work at it. It doesn't come naturally. Got it. Saturn in Cancer, the sign of home and family, oftentimes there's a parent that perhaps let us down. But Saturn and Cancer people do make very good parents. They learn and they grow. Uh, Saturn and Leo, that could be a, uh, Saturn and Leo, Leo people want to shine. And early on, maybe, again, I'm referring, oftentimes this comes from childhood, they were not allowed to shine. Mm-hmm. But again, you add Saturn's discipline to that creativity and that desire to express themselves as they get older, um, a lot of actors have Saturn in, in Leo. Mm-hmm. Saturn in Virgo, these people are concerned with, are hardworking. They're like Saturn in Capricorn, Saturn in the first house. So they're concerned with health and work, health and work. It's oftentimes grew up with uh, someone in the family was ill. But... Um, there's a great sense of responsibility and commitment with Saturn in um, in Virgo. Saturn in Libra, um, the sign of that's the sign of relationship and marriage. These people better if you get married after your Saturn return, not early. You see, <laughs> with these people because uh, these people, you know, Saturn loves a vow. And so Saturn in Libra, these are people who take relationships seriously. I mean, you know, um, Kate Middleton and Prince William got married both at their Saturn returns. Mm. Good time Mm. to do that. And they make good, you know, they they take relationships seriously. Saturn in Scorpio, oh, Saturn, Saturn, Saturn is serious. Scorpio is sometimes in with Saturn. They're afraid to go deeply. Mm. And they need to do that. They need, um, you know, Saturn's also where we we create a great work. And in Scorpio, that is about having a soulmate. But they need, but they need to heal some, a, a wound. Mm-hmm. Saturn in Scorpio. Saturn in Sagittarius. Um, Sagittarius love their freedom. You know, sometimes that's their downfall. They, you know, they want to have both closeness and freedom. So Saturn in Sagittarius. Um, these these are people that need to have you know find a way to blend both of those, mm-hmm. and uh, Saturn they also have the ability to inspire people. That's Sagittarius, higher learning with what inspires 
them. Mm -hmm. Saturn in Capricorn is strong because Saturn rules Capricorn. So it's in its own sign. Certain planets love to be in certain signs. Not bad if they're not, you know. Right. But Saturn in Capricorn is extremely responsible. It's like having a double Saturn. Mm. And they shouldn't be afraid of their desire to, uh, their ambition and their need for power, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturn, again, in Aquarius, that's where you have it, you mm-hmm. mentioned. Saturn, again, Aquarius loves its freedom, and Saturn is loves stability. Uh, so you have to find a way to have both. Yeah. But Saturn, as I say, is the ancient ruler of Aquarius. So it's very strong in that sign. Mm-hmm. And Saturn in Pisces, Pisces, Saturn is a do-something planet. You know, where's the beef? Pisces is the invisible and the unseen world. So Saturn's not always comfortable there. They have to have the courage to look deeply in their own consciousness and their own um, unconscious, really. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit, thank you, let's talk a little bit about um, the influence that Saturn has, as we just mentioned, over the lifetime of a person's chart, and then how and why it becomes more concentrated. Because here's the thing, you know, aspects and transits and all these things are sort of a complex way of understanding astrology. The more we know, know, the more we understand. But in general, just if we could give some kind of a visual for what actually happens um, when these um, cycles actually become most prominent uh, in the person's life. Do you mean the Saturn return? Yeah, or or, or any of them. For example, Saturn's in your chart, right? It has a certain flavor for your whole life. But then suddenly, what happens? Does the planet get closer? It's just well, it comes back or... to when it when it comes back. Say the return, or when it makes an aspect to itself. That is a Saturn time. Okay. So we have more responsibility in our life. We have to take on new challenges. We have to refine. Uh, you know, uh, make new decisions. Right. A Saturn rules bones. It rules teeth. Sometimes there are, you know, issues with that. Um, you know, Saturn isn't bad. Always ask us. It to, it's a planet of maturity. Got it. So I guess what I was wanting to point out is that just for folks who are newer at this, like myself, who don't, you know, I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm fascinated, um, understanding that there are certain dates and times that this is more prone to become more intense right, than see. other times, right? Well, yes, yeah, so your Saturn return at 29, yeah. and then um, at 36 when Saturn makes a square to itself, and then around 40, um, 44, 45, Saturn makes an opposition, and then again seven years later, um, about 52, and then, or 51, 52, that makes the closing square, and then again at the Saturn return at 58. Right. Okay, so those, we talked about those earlier in the show, but just to repeat so you know that this is not uh, necessarily an ongoing aspect um, in those more intense kind of ways, and everybody's a little bit different depending on how Saturn is aspected. Right. And, right? and the other thing, Marianne, you know, these are the generational cycles. For instance, Saturn's now in Sagittarius towards the end. It goes direct very soon. It's been a retrograde. So somebody, apart from these cycles, if they're Sagittarius, they have had Saturn in their life. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Everybody sit tight. We're going to be back in just a minute with more right here. I'm Mary Live with Virginia Bell talking about her new book, Midlife is Not a Crisis, when we get back. 
I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've, We've ordered, ordered no, no more, more love, love life, life drama, drama for, for us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.mariannelife.com Core Certification Learning Tools to Attract, Build, and Sustain Great Relationships Also sign up for Marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the Northern California area www.mariannelife.com what does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. Healthy Life.net, the positive radio network. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're so glad you're here with us today. Midlife, it's not a crisis. Don't worry. Saturn might be sitting on you a little more (laughs) than normal right now, and it feels like, ah, what's going on? Not to worry, says Virginia Bell. Look at you can thrive in this part of your life. We just need to know a little bit more about Saturn and what's going on, correct? Yeah, and I think whatever's going on, if we embrace it and learn about the planet, learn about the mythology of the planet, make it part of our life, not look at it as a negative, because it's all, you know, it's all more information. Mm-hmm. We were talking about, um, during the, the break, some of our personal lives and, you know, my first Saturn return, um, I haven't had my second one, but in my 20s, I I was saying that, you know, I, I sort of vaguely remember things were changing. I mm. was becoming more mature. I had just become a mother not that long ago, and I was shifting from so, sort of a, the way I thought I was supposed to be to the more deeply interior kinds of longings. Uh-huh. I was just starting to... And make some big decisions about that. Like I wanted my outside world to match my insides. Oh, beautiful. So yeah. for me, those were the, the kinds of things that I can remember noticing. But, you know, we might not be so clear while it's happening, right? right. This is a process for, for each of us. Yeah. All right. And so moving into uh, the portions of our life where often 
change creates um, a swirl. You, you talk a lot about Carl Jung. Let's talk about his story and his Adam return because it's a beautiful one. Yeah, well, you know, at um, his first Saturn return is when he, he reached out to Freud and became his um, uh, disciple, although he had a prominent position in Switzerland. And, uh, but it was at his midlife where we rebel often against something, where we, you know, uh, whatever's on the back burner begins to call us and we can't ignore it. And that's when he broke away from Freud and went into a depression. And really, uh, it, he said, in, you know, he healed himself and he said in his um, memoir that this, after that depression or during that period where he did a lot of inner work, it was the prima materia of his life's work. Mm -hmm. Everything of any importance, the theory of individuation, the shadow, the archetypes, all came after that. Mm -hmm. So the Saturn return, we build something at midlife. Oftentimes, it's like, wait a minute, is this our life? Mm -hmm. Is this it? It could come from the inside, it, or it comes from the outside, a crisis in terms of a, you know, a death in the family or a breakup in a relationship, something that forces us to look at our life. Mm -hmm. But he grew and over all, all during his life, and I think that is the key. In fact, you know, he said about, uh, he was the first, psychologist to write about the importance of midlife and individuation and he said life you know life really begins at 40 before that's a kind of rehearsal mm -hmm. and I think what you said in the beginning of your program Marianne is very meaningful about doing the inner work mm -hmm. he never stopped doing the inner work mm -hmm. and and I feel like when we talk about Saturn Saturn in in Particularly in our culture, you know, the, the Western culture, this show goes out all over the world, but in the United States and sort of the more puritanical values we started having, there is, you know, kind of the, the cultural uh, uh, Saturnian yes. kind of influence that, that really has affected each generation differently. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, each generation has, you know, like every path has its puddle and, uh, I think we're definitely, you know, affected. I don't know how Saturn, in terms of embracing Saturn, but I think each generation that has a different, um, you know, Saturn's in a different sign. Right. They have different values. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think we, you know, we see as each in each generation, we see a lot of changes. Yeah. I think some of the outer planets like Pluto and Uranus, especially Pluto, which is the slowest moving planet, it stays in the sign for maybe 13 years. So there you see a very clear, um, a clear picture of certain generations of, you know, my generation, uh, Pluto in Leo, you know, we're going to be young forever. We'll be in the nursing home and, you know, we're wearing a little teddy and, you know, hey, look at, hey, look at that guy in the wheelchair. Isn't he cute? You know, mm -hmm. that was, that's a Pluto and Leo, but also a very creative generation. Mm -hmm. Pluto and Virgo married to the computer. No, mm -hmm. that's your generation, and uh, these are. I was a hippie, so to speak, and had a health food restaurant. But it's your generation with Virgo, health, medicine, um, taking taking what my generation did and taking it mainstream. 
mm-hmm. holistic, you know, holistic uh, medicine and homeopathy in the drugstores, uh, non-gluten food in the supermarkets. See, so that was your generation, and each generation, you know, especially looking at it in terms of Pluto, we can see very clearly what those that generation is, you know, bringing forth. Well, I have to tell you, I'm so glad you wrote this book because there, this is really a topic that is is frightening, uh, confusing for people, um, and a lot of. Um, really uninvestigated sort of cliches that are spinning out there. So I like being able to look under the hood, look, look a little more deeply at midlife as, as something that we all just are kind of an initiation at different times of our That's lives. A, that is the perfect word for it, Marianne. It really is an initiation. And all of these cycles, they're, they're all different, but they all have that in common. They're all... An, a major turning point in our life. It's like something opens, a window opens in our mind where there was a wall. And we have an opportunity to change, to grow, to expand. We can do that at any time, but I like to think of these generational cycles as power years, just like there are power places in the world like Glastonbury and Sedona. There are also power years, and we have this more uh, energy and opportunity to make deep shift in our life. Beautiful. Well, thank you for all of your expertise. You're spending time to help us map out and, and, and you navigate these, these depths, right, the unseen depths that are showing up in ways that we don't always know what's going on, Virginia. Oh, thank you, Marianne. We're at the top of the hour. What do you want to leave us with besides your website, VirginiaBellAstrology.com? <laughs> well, I think, I think, to me, it all comes down to attitude. And through these generational cycles, but also in terms of aging in general. Mm-hmm. I think, to, you know, doing the inner work mm-hmm. as we get older, you know, exploring the inner landscape, that is what is important. And being open and curious and willing to grow, that's what keeps us young. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I second the notion, and everybody else, go get a copy of this book so you can hand it out, have it on deck. You, you just... <laughs> You know, there's probably, if you're wondering, what the heck is going on, it's probably this. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Virginia. We're thank so glad. Thank you. We hope you come back and join us again. At oh, Maryland absolutely. Live. Thank you. In the meantime, everybody sit tight. We're going to go to break for our wrap. We'll be back right after these messages. Everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Duffs. 
stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. And I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff. The Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Did I already say how much I love astrology? Seriously, since I'm 18 years old, I remember sitting in a bookstore looking up my sign. It was like, wow, how cool. I got it wrong the first two times and had to finally realize, oh, I'm a Scorpio, the one where everybody cringes and goes, oh. Even if you don't know astrology, you're like, oh. I have to learn to, 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 to reframe what that all means. But the good news is, is you've got every sign in your chart probably somewhere doing something. And Saturn is important. It's good to learn about Saturn. We're so glad Virginia Bell was with us today. Midlife is not a crisis. It's your Saturn. <laughs> okay, everybody. We're going to be back next week talking with, let's see, who? Clint Emerson, 100 Deadly Skills, Survival Edition, the SEAL Operative's Guide to Surviving in the Wild and Being Prepared for Any Disaster. Hmm, anybody think that's important? Yeah. Tune in with us next week, and uh, we'll be talking about that. And then the next time, um, we also want to talk to you about some of the workshops and stuff we've got coming up. You can go to MarianneLive.com uh, for more information in the meantime because we're doing all kinds of fun stuff. Also, third party of practice, go do something good for somebody. Don't let them know you did it. Yes, it makes you feel so good. Buy that person who's like fifth in line at Starbucks a drink. The cashier doesn't have a problem doing it. Leave an extra tip for somebody, whatever it is. Uh, it really does matter and make a difference. Okay, everybody, I wish you every blessing. Until next time, take care.